Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Carry On With Carrie podcast. Today I would like to introduce you to Raluca Sakalian. Raluca is a mother, wife, nature lover, plant hoarder, massage therapist, clairsentient, yoga teacher, and energy healer. The list goes on and on from there. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here with you, Carrie. Of course. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Um, I was lucky enough to meet you, I think it was the beginning or end of last year, beginning of this year. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be in one of your workshops about somatic therapy. Yes, with the, the, the giving and receiving and how we perceive that through the body. Right. And can you explain a little bit? So first of all, um, I just wanted to touch on the fact that you have, uh, that you emigrated to Canada eight years ago from Romania. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems a long time, but it's actually a very short time. <laughs> right. It goes so fast, doesn't it? Yes. And there is a lot of learning and lots of changes and figuring the system, figuring the culture, um, picking up everything I can from my kids. And if my English is not perfect, well, it is what it is. I try my best. Yep. <laughs> well, it's great. <laughs> um, I'll always have an accent and I got to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, I like to roll my R's. My name starts with an R. <laughs> Can you say your name? Raluca. Okay. And I've been called many, many times Rakula. And I also have a joke about it. Okay. I know I'm coming from Dracula's country. Uh-huh. And it's very easy to call me Dracula if you add the D in front of my name. <laughs> I never even thought of that. <laughs> but my name is Ra. Luca. Raluca. Did Raluca. I say it wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> now I'm rethinking what I said. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful name and your accent is beautiful as well. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I, I wanted to start off with um, a little bit about what you do and what brought you to, to what you um bring to others right now with somatic therapy um the list goes on like we said massage therapy and reiki all of the healing aspects it i was just talking with my husband today it was like how did i got here and honestly i think i was guided um there are many things that happen through my journey but i'm i am so in touch and in such alignment with my planets and my soul path it, it is just mind-blowing mm -hmm. i had a session with an astrologist and in two hour session she told me everything that happened through my life and i was like wow <laughs> can you you know from the fact that even my dad was working away to how my mom was and I was like, can you just see this in my planet? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. And I told my husband, I'm in shock. I'm in such an alignment. It's, I don't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. I just follow the nudges and I, I, I am deeply connected with the moon and I 
didn't even realize how deeply connected I am with the moon. And now because we are in Canada, I am deeply connected with the Northern Lights. So I know ahead of time when the Northern Lights are happening because I don't have insomnia, okay. but I cannot sleep. Right. And the moment they drop in intensity, that I when I can fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have so much joy and vibration happening in my body when the Northern Lights are happening. Hmm. It, it is amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> do, is this just something that you've observed over time or researched to find out? No, I just observed over yeah. time. Okay. I just observed. So that leads me to, we were talking before we got on here about um, clairsentient. Yes. Um, a term that I actually had to look up in because we all often talk about clairvoyance and um, all of those things and sensitivities to things. Um, how can you explain what a clairsentient is? The way I feel it, I, I think every person it's very aware of their six senses and we all have it. So the way we use them, it's based on each person mm-hmm. and I have my own, I like to create those um, almost like dictionaries of, okay. of symptoms and mm-hmm. how I experience things. And I do that also in my therapy. I ask my client, my clients, all of them, what this particular thing means to you. Right. Because I can come with the, with the definition from the dictionary, but it might not apply to you. Mm-hmm. So then what does it mean to you? It's very important. And clairsentient to me means feelings other peop- feeling other people's emotions into my body. Mm-hmm. I know if I meet someone, and my liver starts to ache, yeah. <laughs> and I almost have like those um, knife kind of wounds, or I, I feel sharp, like sharp pains. Pains. And... I know it's related to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a knot somewhere in my back, <laughs> yeah, that's usually related to a lot of sadness. Okay, and also the sadness show up. Um, an ache, a dull ache in my sacrum. So, and then I ask, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very easy to ask. I do not assume that just because I feel it, it's also relevant to you. Right, right. Now, do you, how did you find yourself getting in touch with that and actually accepting the fact that those were, like, originally, how did that present itself? originally presented as a long eight years of pain. <laughs> okay, so you, you ex- were experiencing things but didn't know how to explain yes. it. Yes, and I had no idea how, how it's happening, why it's happening, why am I able to do that, how am I able to do that. There is, uh, there is not a lot of information out there, I find, about how we experience things. Mm-hmm. Um, like anxiety, sometimes I feel it in my throat or show up as as a cough. Right. And um, when when we had COVID, not we, when there was COVID happening, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter called me from school and she said, I need you to come pick me up. My throat is killing me. I was like, okay, fine, sure. She comes home, 
no more throat pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, you already said you have throat pain. We cannot go to the, back to school without you being tested. So everything was fine. No other symptoms for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, we walk in the uh, testing center. And then she turns back towards me. And I already was creating this bubble around me of protection because right away I got in there kids were crying everyone was so agitated and I could feel it in my throat and I was like oh my god the anxiety in this place yeah it's off the roof and she turns towards me she looks at me and she said my throat is killing me again I'm like okay just put your head into my chest mm -hmm. and we are in this bubble of protection and that moment I knew she doesn't have COVID ah okay and it was just anxiety she was just picking up on the anxiety at school and now it was very clear to me that she was speaking up on the anxiety of the place. Right. So how many times, you know, we think we have something physically, but it is based on emotions. Right. Emotions, which is an energy that it, yes. it makes sense. Yes. So how can that again? So I, I was saying that when I read before, because I read that you were a clairsentient and I yes. had to figure out, well, what is this? And I've always been told I'm extra sensitive. I, I, and I mean, I know I am. It's just, but why am I this way? And it's something that I've never been able to understand as far as you mentioned, um, uh, just picking up on other people's feelings, um, dreams that are very vivid, all of these things. And how can that lead to anxiety and mental you know, exhaustion, all of those things, um, or introvert, being, being an introvert even. Yes, I think if you're told all the time, oh, you're too sensitive, oh, you're too sensitive, mm -hmm. and your body is telling you something else, your body is sending you some signals, then you think, oh, something's wrong with me, mm -hmm. I'm weird, and then you feel unsupported, you feel unheard, you feel um, sad, you know, what's wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. We just have um, a different way of being. Right. You know, if, if um, a medium is clairvoyant and they say, I see this, I'm not going to go to a medium and say, well, I don't see it. I don't believe you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's very easy to say that. I don't see it. I don't believe you. Right. So, and, and I think in the past, our parents or grandparents, maybe they, they were not aware or they didn't have any, anyone around them to, to experience those things. So there was no way of um, supporting us mm -hmm. and uh, learning how to support ourselves and um, going down the rabbit hole. I think that's, that's what I did. I was trying to figure out so much why and how and and then the more you work on yourself the more things are expand expanding and you want to know more and want to know more yeah. and then you realize that oh i don't actually know anything right <laughs> yes and so we begin <laughs> yes, yes yes you feel like you know nothing mm -hmm. yes so um, and now and that leads to um, trauma. So we spoke about trauma and how it can be trapped in your body. 
How, um, with somatic therapy, can you explain a little bit about what that is and how it pertains to? So somatic therapy is a big umbrella term, okay. I, I find. Mm -hmm. um, there are different practices, different theories, different trainings that take care of uh, somatic therapy. Um, and all of them have the main, the main team that the body holds information, the wisdom, all the, all the trauma, all, all the events. I, I consider the body being um, an encyclopedia of our past events mm -hmm. and the way we responded or reacted to those events. And um, I, I really like to think of it as, you can think of it as a book or you can think of it as a tapestry. Mm -hmm. So which one, <laughs> which one fits for every person? Um, soma means off the body, through the body. Okay. It is a Greek term. And what I'm trained in, um, it's actually somatic psychotherapy. Okay. And I'm trained with Bodynamic International Institute, which believes that the development of human personality doesn't stop when you're seven years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, and it starts before birth and continues throughout the life. So okay. If you're curious and want to change, I truly believe every person has the capacity to change, to change their thoughts, to change their behavior, to change um, even their biology. And any outcome of any, almost any disease out there, 95% of the diseases out there, we think they are genetic, Mm -hmm. They're actually not. They're based on our environment. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, now, so the trauma-based, so um, when we talked about, uh, um, I just want to put them kind of together, the clairsentient and the somatic. You said it, so you're holding on to trauma, and that could also be a trauma response. Oh, the clarisentient could be a trauma response. The okay. way you are hyper aware mm -hmm. of everything that's going on around you. Right. And um, in the last module I had, we touched a little bit on that. And I had to sit in my chair and figure out what am I paying attention to mm -hmm. in my classroom. In you know, I know all my colleagues. I feel pretty safe with them. But the question was like, what am I actually focusing on the first time I sit here in front of my client, of my colleagues? Mm -hmm. And I was looking of how everyone in the room feels. Right. To know if I'm safe or not. Yes. And when you said that, it just made so much sense. Yes. And it was like, okay, so where in my life I haven't been safe mm -hmm. you know I don't I, until until 2020 if you would have asked me if I have no 2018 if you would have asked me if I have trauma I would have said no yeah <laughs> I have no trauma and then when I started digging deeper I remember my first somatic session and they keep asking me what do you feel and I was just giving them sentiments, but no emotions, mm -hmm. no emotions. And then I was like, okay, I can tell you what I sense. I can tell you what I sense in my body. Yeah. 
and I'm very good at that. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I can, you know all of this. I yeah. can. I yeah. can track it very easily, mm-hmm. and it, it made so much sense to me. And I am a very good tracker. I can. I can sit in front of someone. Someone can walk in front of me, and they. I don't hear the discussion. Yeah. If there are two people walking in front of me, I don't hear the discussion, and I could see their body movement. And I was like, something's not right. Yeah. She doesn't like something or he doesn't mm-hmm. like something. I, mm-hmm. can, I can see it. And my husband is like, we are going for a walk for ourselves, not for the other people. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to try my best. To, yes. <laughs> to stay with myself. <laughs> to stay with myself, not yeah. with other people. Right. But it's hard. It, it really is. It's really hard to, to get into yourself and to figure out what do you want in that moment Mm -hmm. and almost like focus on yourself and without being you know focusing on ourselves is not selfish it is a way of discovering how we're gonna react next right and being aware of this internal dialogue um like today before coming here i was just reading few things and I, I drop my notebook down and I say to my husband, you know, my body's telling me you got this. Yes. And he looked at me and, and then my mind is telling me, you should be worried. You should be worried. People are going to listen to you. And I choose to stay with my body. Yes. Okay. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. And how many times throughout our childhood, we unconsciously been taught not to listen to our body. Right. And it, it, you know, it's, we'll think I am a parent and, you know, I'm guilty of that or not even guilty. I am, I, I created that um, environment for my kids. Mm-hmm. You should eat everything. Yes. Because it, it's a simple example. Is the a basic example Mm -hmm. because I know (laughs) you should eat everything and they say no I'm not hungry anymore Mm -hmm. and we don't listen no and I made a decision through all my practices to allow my kids to eat as much as they need and really focus on their own body and their own needs the only I don't know if it's an expectation, but maybe it is. Um, the only thing I require is for us to sit at the table together. Right. And if you don't want to eat, don't eat. Mm-hmm. If you just want to drink, just drink. I believe they know better what they need. They can feel their own? Yes. yes. I, I give them the chance and I ask them, what, what do you think you need? And, and I have two very different kids in terms of food, and mm-hmm. one doesn't like meat. And not that he doesn't like meat, he's eating meat um, almost like every two weeks. Right. He has a, a day where he wants a lot of meat, and then he goes into this period of, um, I just need vegetables. Yes, so you're, you're reading your body that you might need more iron at that time or... Whatever yeah. he needs, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to offer him that, that choice. It's a choice you have to make for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the resistance isn't there either. Do you find, I find sometimes when we limit them to what we believe, 
then then that's when that resistance comes and yes more, you know disarmony more, more conflict right? yes because yeah. i don't want this and you want me to eat this and mm-hmm. and sometimes you know i recognize i'm tired and i say well i'm tired i'm exhausted mm-hmm. what if you take over you know take over breakfast in the morning you you prepare your breakfast and you know i give them mental days if they're not good to go to school and they ask for a mental day they are allowed to have a mental day yeah and we talk about how is it for mom to have a mental day yes what does it mean for you you know (laughs) and i i had i had one morning where um i don't even remember what my daughter wanted for me and i said do you know when you ask for a mental day and you just wanted to stay in bed and she said yes this is how i feel this morning right oh okay mom i'm gonna you know, and she took her backpack and she put um, her water and prepared mm-hmm. everything, and it was so nice. Yes, and see so if we nice. normalize that instead of pushing ourselves to that limit. And there are the days, and I know for myself, I will to say to my kids if they don't understand it, I just need to to rest today. Or, you know, I didn't used to be able to to verbalize it in that way. Yes. Whereas now I'm, you know, they're all grown up and now I can explain it. <laughs> but it's good to hear, like, and that's the thing is, is if there's any young moms um, listening to this, it's okay to give yourself that time and that it's break. It's okay to give yourself permission. Mm-hmm. And I do give myself, I create those permission slips and I give myself permission to rest and I give myself permission to be angry and I give myself permission um to talk with my kids and and I give myself permission to allow my kids to talk back to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that, yeah, because they have voices too. Yes, you yes. know, it's not and about it's, disrespecting each other, but they also have a voice. Yes, it, it, it's finding um, a way to help each other grow, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for for us as a generation that's looking more towards healing um, and we all come from so many backgrounds and um, maybe we don't have role models right so my teacher says 25% repair so if I am I am okay if I'm 25% better than my parents were then and my daughter is 25% better than I am, mm-hmm. and I'm good with that. Right. I'm good with that. And and then we create this um, environment of uh, compassion mm-hmm. for each other. Right. Which is, is um, I, I wish there was a way to teach compassion better. And I guess you've just said that, like if you can teach your children the compassion for other people without the trauma, because yes. oftentimes with trauma, I believe, comes the compassion. So if we can, is there a way to flip that? Um, I think yes, no judgment, Yes. no assumptions. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you don't know, it's very, it's very simple, but it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you, first you need to observe yourself. Mm-hmm. The moment you read the text, the moment you read, or you hear the news, or everything that's going on in your life how many times do you put that filter of no assumption I'm not assuming anything and no judgment Mm -hmm. and it's not easy sometimes we judge ourselves so harshly that we don't even think we're judging 
everyone around us. Right, because that's kind of what you're doing at the same time. Yes. Right. Yes. And is that the mirroring? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, as far as the, the so what you help people with the somatic therapy. When I was in the workshop, there was um, one experience that I can remember, and tell me if I've got it right or not. But the trusting of somebody's through um, leaning into people and using your body to to, to discover okay to to discover how you perceive trust in others right. And what I teach uh, people is to to sense in their body what it means what it means for me to trust mm-hmm. and what's my perception about trust and visualize someone in front of you or even visualize the word trust and trust goes um, developmentally goes very far close to it starts we learn trust in the womb and I, I have some theories and I think it's very important to trust in our own body and the difference between trusting in our own body and trusting others around us. Mm-hmm. So when was that trust disrupted? It, there was a rupture. And we learn trust with our parents, with mm-hmm. our caregivers. And um, if we're going, if the parent is going through depression or, you know, major loss or how is that going to affect the child's trust right and we have to discover it's Mm -hmm. not it's not the recipe for everyone right it's not so the only way is to explore what it means trust for you Mm -hmm. and is it easier to keep people are at arm length or you think you're allowing them in. <laughs> right. You think deep down, oh, well, I'm open. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and what does it mean to be open? And, and there are some muscles that can show us, are we really open? Mm-hmm. And how does, it, how does it feel for you if I'm saying, okay, Carrie, I'm going to be behind you. And can you allow me to be here and support you? Mm-hmm. And then observe what's going on in your body. Right. Are you contracting? Are you feeling tension anywhere? Mm-hmm. Do you feel your shoulders shrugging? You know, I don't know. Right. It's going to be different for every person out there. Mm-hmm. It's just an exploration. And I think that's the part I love the most about somatic therapy because it doesn't tell me you should feel this way. Mm-hmm. Well, let me explore how I feel. And then I'm gonna tell you how I feel about it. Because, right. You know, you might you might want to scream for something very small, or you might want to have huge laughter for mm-hmm. something right small. And and then it doesn't mean there is something wrong with that reaction. Right. So it's not not judging either here nor there whether or not you're trusting at a certain level than somebody else yes you know the reaction just ease Mm -hmm. so let's work with okay and how do you feel towards this reaction are you scared of it are you familiar with it Mm -hmm. is there something new about it what information is giving you right so you just so when somebody is honest or when you get somebody to start opening up about those feelings and it, you kind of take them through, how does, are, are you feeling tension in yes, certain I'm, places? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm observing okay. and, 
and I ask questions. Right. Right? And then through that, how do you, what do you see change in somebody as, as they start to become aware of those things? Well, awareness is key, right? Because mm-hmm. then you observe. And then I, I send them, um, okay, I say, okay, we work on this particular theme. And I want you to find one person to practice it with at mm-hmm. home. Um, in somatic therapy, in somatic psychotherapy, um, we talk a lot about how you need someone to help you regulate. Mm-hmm. And that was the mother in our childhood. The child cannot regulate itself, so we need the mother to regulate the child. Right. So now if there was uh, later on an emotional rupture in the child's development, we also need the repair. You also need a positive experience right and and that's so beautiful knowing that I can choose in this moment to have this experience and the outcome is gonna be positive mm-hmm and it is amazing yeah it is amazing and how you have the power to change that experience or your perception of experiences yes. is that kind of by awareness yes by in awareness that and, and the feelings you get in the body mm-hmm. right um, for example, I had um, I have a lot of group trauma from school. Okay. Because I grew up in a communist country. Right. And there was a lot of humiliation and how am I going to show up in front of my teachers? Mm-hmm. So I went in my classroom, knowing that I have I will have a response. I will have I will have a you know gut feeling, I might get just blank, mm-hmm. might not be able to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> All of the things. All of the things. Yes. Right. And I chose because I knew that I'm there for healing. I chose, I took responsibility and I wanted to change my experience. Mm-hmm. So I I showed up and I I said to my teacher, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm just going to try my best to present on this subject mm-hmm. and see what's happening. And then it was hard, hard to even receive um, my colleagues saying, you know, good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? <It's laughs> yeah. But we don't, we don't look at those things. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's how you function in the world. Right. And moving forward, and even, for instance, tonight, you, before we started this, I, I did a couple takes, and okay. we started banging yes. our feet, and you said ground yourself, and yes. what a difference that made. Yes. You know, trusting. Trusting that you're supported, and um, whatever comes from, and, and I know, you know, people will judge, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just um, I ask everyone to be open to um, a new perspective, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've started this, to open up a perspective that maybe others that haven't been able to figure out, you know, what's the best way for them to start healing or just to be in touch with themselves more. I just find this fascinating that... Um, we can open that up to even if it's just one person that hears it. Well, but how can we open other people's perspective if we are not flexible and open our own perspective? Mm-hmm. 
and um, I think there is a book, I think it's called Fifth Agreement, which ask of us to question everything we know mm -hmm. and that change and it's still changing a lot of my thoughts and a lot of how attachments how attached I am to this idea mm -hmm. you know how attached I am that I can only believe if I see right yes you know not help if you don't show up mm -hmm. and um I've been pushed to show up, but it was very hard due to my trauma mm -hmm. um, or due to my experience. Mm -hmm. And um, and I know that there might be a little girl or someone that's having exactly the same questions like you had. What's clairsentient? What am I doing with my vivid dreams. Mm -hmm. What am I doing with, you know, those experiences, those sensations that I have in my body? Um, what am I doing with my body altogether? And if we're as guides, we do not show up to talk about it. And it has to be a discussion, not I know it better than. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the way the technology goes in five years from now, probably what we know now is going to be 1% of what we know in I don't know how many years. It doesn't mean that we were we are wrong now. Mm -hmm. We just don't know it all. Yes, we haven't and figured that out yet. Yes, and we're just evolving. Mm -hmm. So from this place, space, energy how can we show up and help others mm -hmm. and um, I'm willing to explore and also show up for myself mm -hmm. and that's uh, and then have a positive experience of showing up and not knowing it all mm -hmm. right yeah yes <laughs> and I'm okay with that and that's amazing <laughs> this has been amazing really and um I, I can't thank you enough. It's been a, such a wonderful experience, despite some of the things that have gone up and down here. But all, all of those things are little little technology things, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna stop hang on to them. It's mm -hmm. you know it's really nothing. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a great experience for me, and. Uh, I really felt safe. Okay, good. That's yeah, and that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, that's. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. So check From out Reluca. Heart to heart. Heart to heart for sure. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. <laughs>